What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. But right now, it's time to take the field. Yo, what is going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to The Show, The Podcast. My name is Kenny. I am your host this evening, or this morning, depending on when you're listening, of course. Uh, and today, we have an extremely important episode for all of you. We are going to break down the new Extreme program. I'm going to give you all some advice on how to succeed and dominate these bastard moments and the showdown and the conquest, and so you can unlock some banging rewards. So, first of all, if you're asking Kenny, why are you the person I should listen to for advice on how to beat uh, all these extreme moments? Um, well, that's easy. It's because I'm just a skater boy, and I'll see you later, boy. Uh, if you don't think um, you can do these programs or, or these moments, trust me, you can. I started it having zero confidence, and I was able to complete it on the second day after they came out. It's it's possible, guys. I promise you. Um, I've been very forthcoming before about I, I'm only a little more than average at this game. I can promise everybody. You know, it's not like I'm a superstar here. I'm not a top 50 player. I'm just someone who doesn't mind grinding. And, you know, I'm able to balance frustration most of the time. Not all the time. Now, of course the extreme program is pretty much made to frustrate you. That's the goal. You know, the disclaimer here says, I'm going to go back to the home screen here, most challenging content yet. It is. I mean, at least this year. It's the most challenging content this year. So, I wish everybody well on your adventures here. But let's just jump right into it. Let's get started. Let, let's talk about the advice and the best way to tackle the Extreme Program. So, of course, when you do get through the Extreme Program, or incrementally along the way, you will unlock really great packs. Uh, people, some people anyway, have been a little upset at the um, rewards from this program, but the, the rewards are not just the cards. You know, you're going to get a 99 Christian Yelich, a 99 Future Star Nate Pearson, and a 99 loaded Lou Gehrig. All very good cards. Uh, let's remember we can prestige them all, so they will become better. But the packs you get along the way, guys, the, the packs you get are so worth going through this program, even if you know it's going to frustrate you. If you're not the person who can make it all the way through, that's fine. You're, you're still going to get rewards uh, for going as far as you can. So let's look at here. You can get a five-pack ball and bundle, duck on the pond elite pack, 20 bundle, a beach ball pack, another ball and bundle, another elite duck on the pond, another beach ball, and that doesn't even include the three big bosses. So, like, guys, it's it's free stubs. It's, it's going to be, you know, kind of painstaking to get through, but you're going to get packs that are going to refill your bankroll of stubs. So if you're not confident you can do it, you haven't tried it yet, please just try. Please just try. Every little bit of progress you make will pay off in the long run. So those are the rewards. That's why you should do it. Uh, but let's just let's just jump right in. So we're going to start with the Conquest map. All right? I very first went to the Conquest map. I actually don't hate Conquest like a lot of people do. I know it can be cumbersome. I know it can be very repetitive. 
but I don't know. I just something about the strategy of it I, I kind of like. So you look at the conquest map, skull and crossbones, because they're really trying to amp up the fact that it is extreme. Um, so you're gonna have to do a lot of turn-based missions here. Cop, uh, capture the twins on the first turn. Capture the blue jays and the Indians on the second turn. Uh, Rays on the third. Yankees on the fourth. Reds, you know, there's a lot. And there's multiples per numerical turn. So you're going to be restarting this constantly. Don't get discouraged. You're supposed to restart constantly. Whenever you feel like you made a misstep, just restart. You don't have to do anything subsequently. You don't have to do anything on the same turn. You can capture the Blue Jays on turn two and then restart and then go straight for the, the race. You know, you, you could do this in any order really you want. Um, the way I did it, I did all of the turn-based missions before actually completing the entire map. Uh, I watched Shelfie stream on, on Saturday or Sunday. I forgot what day it was. I think it was Saturday. And he kind of did as many turn-based as he could on the first playthrough and then did the entire map and went back into it. For me, it's just like a mental thing. If I finish the entire map, I would be so unenthused to go back through it again and do the turn-based missions. That's just a personal thing for me. Um, but, you know, that being said, I just I did not play the whole thing through until I had already done all the turn-based missions. Uh, I also did not steal any fans until that final playthrough because I feel like stealing fans at that point was actual, actually helpful towards completing the map. Um, a lot of people get intimidated by this because a lot of the early games are Hall of Fame. Some of them, maybe one or two, even on Legend. It's going to be very difficult. But from my experience, you can play 95% of this map on a mode that's easier than Hall of Fame. By the end of it, or by like the last half of it, every game you play will be veteran. So you just got to power through the, the first couple. I'd say the first like six to seven um, territories, or six to seven boss territories you have to conquer are going to be Hall of Fame. Then after that, you could just rock All-Star or Veteran. I promise you, it's not going to be that bad. Um, you'll fly through this map once you get through the turn-based and like the first five, six, seven uh, on the final playthrough. Um, Conquest, truthfully, in my opinion, is the easiest. It is the most cumbersome and it will take you the longest. Like this, this map is going to take you time. You will not fly through this. I, I mean, I wish you the best, and I hope you do, but just from personal experience, you will not fly through this map. I can't see how. Um, I would say, like, six to eight hours. Um, you know, when I got up one, two, nothing, three, nothing, I just bunted my way through games. One, nothing on Hall of Fame and All-Star could be a little risky. Just just takes one mistake pitch, obviously, to tie the game. So I tried to score as many runs as possible in the first inning, and I just bunted my way through. Um, that speeds up the process a little bit. Um, but still, it, it's you're in this for the long haul. Uh, and completing the Conquest map will unlock you enough points to get Christian Yelich. Um, so right off the bat, if you just devote the time, you'll get Christian Yelich. And I don't know personally if Christian Yelich is going to be on my final team. He's not going to start in my final outfield. Um, I might toy with him as a bench bat. I really like Bryce Harper, though. I really like Ty Cobb off the bench, um, so I'm not sure. A lot of people love his glitchy swing, Christian Yelich. He's fine. He's not my favorite. He's not my least favorite. Absolutely not. He's not my favorite. Um, and if you're going to start him in the outfield, just know defensively, not going to be great. He has the speed that's going to kind of cover for him, 
to make up for some of that lost defensive ability. But I just, I so love Larry Walker in the outfield with his diamond shield and his arm. I don't know what type of card is going to get me away from using him. Probably won't be until Ken Griffey Jr. loaded 99 comes out, if it does. Um, so just Christian Yelich is a good bat. If you can unlock it, go for it. If you're glitchy with a swing, go for it. Um, but by doing the Conquest map, or by doing any one of the Conquest showdown or moments first, you'll get Christian Yelich. So before we talk about the showdown going to hit you guys with my friends at Thrive Fantasy. We actually have an update from Thrive Fantasy, so you're not going to want to miss this one. Uh, as always, very excited to be working with Thrive Fantasy, daily fantasy sports app based around player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games on Thrive Fantasy, choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible to win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make money during the last week of the MLB season or update NFL, guys, it's NFL season, make some money in the NFL season. Use promo code THESHOWTHEPOD when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy today. And here's the big update, guys. This is important. You will receive an instant $50 bonus on your first deposit of $50. Minimum deposit $20, you're going to get a $20 match. Up to $50 they're going to match, guys. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Go make some money. Sign up and prop up today. So, moving on to the showdown. The showdown in actual practice is the easiest, in my opinion, of the extreme um, program challenges, we'll call them. So in this showdown, you're going to face one, two, three, four, five, six bosses. There are no intermediate missions. If you fail one, you start back over. First, just taking a look at it. You're going to face two veteran pitchers, two all-star pitchers, two Hall of Fame difficulty pitchers. By completing the showdown, not only will you move up to the next level of boss, meaning you'll get Nate Pearson, but you're going to get a little over 10,000 stubs and so much XP, like 20-something thousand XP. So it's worth it to complete just for that. Or give it a shot. I mean, you could re if even if you only make it through like the first four bosses, you could do it on repeat and grind away XP and grind away stubs. Because you can keep doing this. It's an entry fee of 1,000. You can keep joining this even after you've succeeded. So, very important tips. First of all, some people maybe have not realized this. I'm sorry if this is very obvious. But positions don't matter here. You're only hitting. So... Don't worry about filling out your, your positional roster, really. Take the best hitter in each round, or take the person you're most comfortable hitting with in each round. Your final boss is going to be Nate Pearson all the time, 100% of the time. I faced in my track four righties and two lefties. The two lefties I faced were Araldis Chapman Signature Series and Chris Sale Signature Series. Now, for my strategy... I drafted primarily lefties because I knew Pearson was going to be the end game, but a handful of righties. It was like a two-thirds split. 
say it's six lefty batters, three righty batters. You could totally load up on lefties because remember, your first four challenges are only going to be up to all-star difficulty. You could easily go lefty-lefty matchups on all-star difficulty. So you could load up lefties and still get through your first four uh, challenges. It's, it won't be a problem. Uh, my fifth challenge was Chris Sale. So that one was a little tough with a lot of lefties. Um, I was able to succeed, got through it, no problem. You just got to be patient, wait them out. Um, but my suggestion really is to load up on lefties. Uh, there are plenty that come up um, over the course of the draft or your perks squad upgrades that you get. Um, that's, that's the best course of action there. Uh, usually in Showdown, everybody picks the same perks. Uh, the heart attack perks, the jump start perks, the uh, clear for takeoff perks. I think it is very, very smart in this one to take an ice in the veins perk, which gives you a contact boost on two strikes. Because facing Pearson, you will probably get two strikes. Um, it's just, I, I think it's smart. And it goes hand in hand with my next piece of advice, is you have to be patient against Nate Pearson. I took until I had at least one strike on every batter. Um, his control isn't perfect. You'll steal some walks that way. You'll get runners on base. You'll lower his confidence. You lower his confidence bar, and pitches suddenly either miss the strike zone entirely, or they're right down the middle, right there for you to hit. So the key is patience. I know seeing that blistering fastball, you get a little jumpy. You got to swing early. You don't really keep your eye at the plate. Just be patient. 30 outs is a lot to work with. It's a lot. I think I beat Pearson. I still had like 18 outs left. And that's just from being patient, capitalizing on pitches. You know, I take that first strike and then I sit in one location. Uh, for Pearson, generally, I sat up just the top third of the zone because he will try to pump that 102 high uh, past you. And you're not going to want to, what's the right word, jump at the off speed pitches. You know, if you're going to sit fastball, obviously. You might get caught off guard here or there. But at the same time, if you have one strike and the pitch is not exactly where you want it, don't swing. You know, you could, you could live on two strikes, especially if you get that two-strike perk and, and be totally fine. Also, you run the risk of if, you know, you're sitting fastball and he hits you with a uh, curveball and you're on top of it, you're going to roll it over and ground it to a double play. Uh, and double plays, as everyone knows, in showdown specifically are absolute killers. They put the confidence back up. It's two outs on one swing. Uh, all your momentum's gone if you ran into a double play most of the time. So, be also because his stamina is not great, just take that pitch. Let his pitch count rack up. With so many outs to work with, you can get his pitch count up really easily, and he'll be gassed. He'll be gassed, and obviously you can't sub him out. So, just wait. Just be patient. There, there's no rush to complete these. I know you kind of just want to get done with it, and I 100% agree, because they can be exceptionally frustrating. But the more patient you are, and this, you know, it applies to Showdown, but it really works across all of Diamond Dynasty, especially in Ranked. People aren't going to throw pitches down the middle unless they're mistakes, or they get a perfect, perfect input on a curveball and it hangs for no reason, inexplicably. Um, let the pitcher come to you. You don't have to stress. You can make contact and get hits on two-strike counts. I know you can promise you i have faith you don't have to swing out of your shoes early in the count just because you're trying to power swing a fastball just just wait just be patient it'll work out i promise
And the last thing that I saved for last anyway, it's because I was petrified of them, were the moments extreme. Now, last year the moments extreme were hell in a video game. They were... They were bad. Um, the person who birthed Moments Extreme, specifically last year, they must have had a rough day coming up with it. Probably, actually, no. Excuse me. A rough day before coming up with it. Because they were giggling to themselves and twiddling their thumbs together while they're coming up with these moments because they knew it was going to piss people off. I'm just speaking from personal experience, though. I feel like these moments this year were easier. Not to say they are easy in general, across the board, they're not. But relative to last year's, I feel like they were easier. So, I'm going to give you guys a tip for each of the moments. One, two, three, four. If there's six moments, I'm going to give you a tip for each one of them. But, just overarching themes here for Moments Extreme. Number one, start fresh. Start fresh. If you guys just grinded through Conquest and got frustrated playing Showdown... I don't suggest rage quitting showdown and then jumping into moments extreme. It was it will only compound your problem. You thought you were pissed before? <sighs> Just wait. You'll get pissed again. So I recommend leaving moments extreme for last and just coming at it with a fresh set of eyes. Turn the game off. 20 minutes away from the game, an hour away from the game, 4 hours away from the game. If you're on a hot streak after showdown, sure, go for it. Go for it. But if it frustrated you or you like just barely skated through, step away. No one is pressuring you to finish this. I know you're anxious to finish it. I know you really, really want to just get it done. Just take a breath. I promise it will help. It was really helpful for me to clear my head. Even though, you know, I beat the showdown. Not too, you know, difficult for me, but I knew what I was getting into with Moments Extreme. I knew it was going to be a bloodbath. So I just stepped away. And I and I started again after I had some lunch. I was in a good place. I picked back up. Um, so we're going to start with the first moment extreme here. As all good things start at, at the beginning. And that is the mission where you need to hit three home runs in one game with Christian Yelich. The MVP version that you are just unlocking. So... Not only is it three home runs in one game on Hall of Fame, it's against a sinker baller to make matters even more frustrating. So guys, here's what I did. One pitch, one spot. Anybody who's ever played baseball knows that saying. One pitch, one spot. You usually hear that on a three and one count if you're the batter or if you got just the green light on a three and oh count. One pitch, one spot. Pretty self-explanatory. It just means... You pick one type of pitch, and you pick one location. If it's not in that spot, do not swing. Let it go by. There's no pressure on you. You know, a lot of people, when they get to these three home runs in one game missions or four extra base hits in one game missions, start to press. They feel like they have to get it done quickly. They're like, oh, I only have X amount of at-bats. I have to capitalize on these pitches. The best strategy for me, this was what I did. I put the PCI, I pinned it up and in. And I did not swing unless the pitch was there. If the pitcher got me to like a 3-0 count or a 3-1 count, I was swinging at pitches that were not in that spot just to prolong the count. Purposely a swing and a miss. 
because I didn't want to waste the at-bat. But I did not swing unless it was a pitch up and in. Usually against the computer, that's going to be a fastball or a sinker, maybe a cutter. Um, but that's the pitch for me. For other people, you know, Christian Yelich has that big uppercut swing, that big booming uppercut swing. You could sit low, especially against a sinker baller. Sitting low is not a bad idea. But the way I thought about it was that if you're going to sit low on a sinker baller, there's still a very good chance that ball sinks below the zone, and now you're just hitting ground balls. Against the computer, generally speaking, not all the time, but most of the time, a pitch up is not a sinker. Sinkers up in the zone in, like, real-life baseball are not good, so the computer's not going to do it. And, and we've learned in Diamond Dynasty and Ranked Seasons that that sinker up can catch people napping, and they'll take it for a strike. That's not real life. Sinkers up are not good pitches. So if you're going to get a pitch up in this Christian Yelich mission, it's probably going to be a fastball. So that just worked for me. It only took me a handful of tries to hit the three home, run, home runs in one game. Contact swings only. I don't really love to power swing unless I'm on all-star difficulty or easier. Um, my PCI placement, I still struggle with at times, and the power swing obviously makes the PCI smaller. So I just figured if I got to hit three home runs in one game, I want my PCI as big as possible to give me the best possibility of barreling it up. So the next mission, the Lou Gehrig, four extra base hits in one game. Kind of similar advice here. Pick one pitch, one spot. Now, the difference being you're going up against Mike Fires of the A's, and he is horrible to face. He is so frustrating to face. Not because he's good. It's actually the opposite. He, he never throws strikes. Um, but that's what I did. Uh, one pitch, one spot. I pinned it up and in again. And I got lucky. Um, the other piece of advice I have for a four extra base hit mission if anything is close, like if you hit a single that kind of makes the center fielder range a little bit left or right, F it. Just push it to second. Give it a shot. Maybe maybe the throw will be errant and you'll steal an extra bag there. You'll get an extra base. Um, you know, don't be totally reckless. Like if it's a single dead up the middle and the center fielder doesn't have to move, don't push it to second base because remember, outs are precious. You might miss getting a sixth at bat in this game unknowingly by getting hosed at second base. So, you know, within reason, push it for that extra base. Lou Gehrig's got, I think, like 61 speed. He's not that slow. He's not that fast, but he's not that slow. But if you have the opportunity to give it a go, I mean, give it a shot. Especially balls in the corners, try it for two. No matter how hard you hit it, try it for two. Just know that you're most likely going to get five at-bats, maybe six, if you're lucky. You basically have to go four for five with four extra base hits. Um, my thinking, pinning the PCI up and in, was that I know Mike Fires is not going to blow me away, especially on Hall of Fame, and there's a short porch in right field. So you can pull it if you're early. The next mission, this one was kind of tough. I, did, I only took me one game, but I had to go all the way to the final out. So in one nine-inning game, I went all the way to the final out. Going up against Nate Pearson, tally eight hits, three extra base hits, and score five runs in a game. So in the first inning, I hit a solo shot, got out. Second inning, I had a solo shot and got out. Third inning, got a single and got out. This was a slow burn. Nate Pearson's not going to come out of this game. I just kind of had to wait until his energy went down and his confidence went down, and I got lucky and barreled some balls up. But my advice here is this kind of the same as what it was for showdown. Be patient. I know you need hits, and I know you need extra base hits, but walks will lead to runs. 
walks will lower his confidence. You'll get yourself in advantageous counts. Like a 3-1 count, you can sit dead red fastball and not worry about anything else. And that's the pitch you, you jump on. Um, so be patient. Walks are okay. And in my opinion, obviously 102 without liar, you have to sit on the fastball. And you're going to have to... You're going to have to adjust, and it's not going to be easy to adjust to those breaking balls or those off-speed pitches, and that's why I really didn't swing unless it was a fastball. Um, you know, two-strike count, you obviously fight it off, foul balls, you might dribble a couple ground balls for outs, but I think that the best strategy is just to sit fastball, you know, middle, upper third, and swing strictly at those. This isn't ranked seasons against real-life human beings. Real-life human beings mix pitches up if they're good. They'll work the corners. They'll throw balls in the dirt. They'll throw balls high. The computer's not going to do that as much unless you get their confidence, obviously, really far down, and they'll just be a little erratic, but it's not on purpose. If you sit up for a fastball, I promise you'll get it. Just don't stress at the plate. You have nine whole innings. When you think about it, even on Hall of Fame, eight hits in nine innings is not hard. Three extra base hits in nine innings is not that bad. You know, it, 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 home runs are the meta anyway. People hit home runs all the time. It's really not bad. Five runs is just a matter of timing your base hits and home runs together. You know, just get lucky. Have a couple guys on base with a home run and you're halfway there, essentially. Um, so in my opinion, that was the easiest of all of them. Again, <laughs> took me to my last out of my first try. But strategically, it's the easiest one. Just pick your pitches and play a sound nine-inning game. That's all you have to do. You don't have to worry about letting up. You do have to pitch, but you don't have to worry about winning. You don't have to worry about letting up home runs on Hall of Fame. Just pitch enough to get through it. Don't let the pitching part stress you out. Focus solely on hitting. Next one. This was one a lot of people were dreading. Going against one of the most powerful lineups in the game, a.k.a. mostly home run derby cards. Strike out 10 batters on Hall of Fame difficulty. And don't allow a dinger. So I went into this one shit in my pants, to be perfectly honest. Um, I knew all it took was one mistake in the seventh inning for me to have to restart what I had just done for 30-plus minutes. So, and you have to win, also. You have to win the game. So here's what I did. For me, I threw a lefty. I threw Clayton Kershaw. That neutralized Ken Griffey Jr., it neutralized Robinson Cano. For me, I was just comfortable doing that. I lived low and on the corners. Do not pitch in the middle or upper part of the plate on Hall of Fame, especially with a fastball that, like Kershaw, where it's not going to get up there. You'll get lit up. I did not throw a single curveball, even though that 12-6 is a big pitch of Kershaw's because I knew it would hang. I threw a few change-ups, even though they hang, but I started them so far below the zone that they, you know, got a little off balance. I basically lived sinker slider. That's it. Four-seamer is too straight. It'll get hit up. Sinker slider. Boom, boom, boom. Sinker on the corners. To righties, slider down and in. To lefties, slider down and away. That's it. You know, did it get boring to pitch that way? Sure. Did I let up a home run on my first try? No. Finished it on the first one. It's just... It's the safest way to play. Again, going up against the computer goes against all conventional wisdom of learning how to play online. You can't pitch that way online because it's a pattern. And people will pick up on it. And the computer, for me, didn't pick up on it. I got like 11 or 12 strikeouts. 
um, and I lived low and in the zone. And this next one is very important. Have a quick hook. The second your pitcher gets to yellow energy or confidence for whatever reason gets below half, yank him. Get him out of there. Play the matchups with your bullpen. This is not a ranked game. Energy does not matter. Okay? So you guys can be as quick with the toss as possible. Get those guys out. I was able to get Kershaw through, I think, was it, I think it was six and two thirds. I let up a single with someone, and I was like, you know what, now's the time. I'm not going to wait on this. I'm just going to get him out of here now. Fresh bullpen, plenty of arms to choose from. Why wait? You know, you could pinch hit every time pitchers come up. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. So just be smart with your pitching. It's very important here. Your next mission, these are the last two that start on Legend. And they're rough. It's the bottom of the eighth, and you are facing the greatest closer in MLB history. MLB's words, not mine, but also my words. Mariano Rivera, trailing 6-4, make the comeback and win. So, you know what you're getting with Rivera, especially on Legend. It's going to be a steady dutter, uh, excuse me, steady diet of cutters. I just combined diet and cutter into dutter. Um, steady diet of cutters. They're going to be in on a lefty's hands or outside from the righty or outer third for the righty. And that's it. Sit inside if you're a lefty batter. Sit outside if you're a righty batter. Take your walks. Um, he will walk you, which is unlike Mariano Rivera in real life. But in this game, he wants to get you to chase that cutter away, that slider away. Cutter in, slider in. Change up low. Not going to throw you a lot of four-seamers. You don't have to sit on that. Sit cutter. Um, it took me until the 11th or 12th inning. I was able to tie it 6-6 six, six in the 8th. And then it was just a pitcher's duel back and forth. You know, because it is on legend and you do technically have to pitch, you have to be careful. You don't want all your hard work of coming back to tie the game to go to waste. But if you can pitch your way out of it, you can win this. It's going to take a couple tries. Uh, it's tough, but it, it, this is not one that should take you too long. It, it might be frustrating still, but it won't take you forever. And the final one is about as straight up as it gets. Just win a game on Legend Mode. Nine innings against MLB The Show's God Squad. Yeah, it's a loaded team. And the pitcher's Nate Pearson, who, you know, is going to be everyone's least favorite person by the end of these uh, these moments extreme because of how often you faced him in this program. But all of the same themes kind of apply here. Be patient. You don't have a hits counter on this one. You just got to win. Let him walk you. Walk, walk, walk. Pass ball. You're in business. Capitalize on the fastball up. Be patient. Sit one spot. He will, uh, the computer will go to, I only saw Dibble after Pearson. Pearson lasted pretty long against me, uh, but Dibble is also in the bullpen, so same things apply. Doesn't have great control. Sit fastball. And just like in the home run derby mission, have a quick hook on your pitcher. I again went with Kershaw because I was very comfortable pitching with him. And the second he got yellow energy or had a couple runners on base, pulled him out. You don't have to play with fire here, especially against Legend. They're going to make, they're going to capitalize on mistakes. Don't give them the chance to. Yellow energy means your pitches start getting a little less accurate. You lose a little less zip, a little less break. Just get them out. Don't risk it. Um, 
the key to this is getting their pitcher to low confidence and capitalizing on mistakes. You could do it, I promise you. So, overall, Moments Extreme was extreme. It was, or, or the extreme program as a whole, I should say, was extreme, aptly named. Don't think it was impossible. And it was harder last year. That might be a hot take, and I feel so bad for people struggling through these, these moments in, in this program right now. I don't mean to make you feel bad if I am by saying it's easier than last year. Again, it is still not easy as a whole. It's just easy relative to last year. And Hall of Fame and Legend difficulty can be hard. A lot of people don't necessarily play on those difficulties with regularity. But I really, really hope that this episode gave people some advice. You know, maybe some of these advice videos do live better as YouTube content, but I think just listening to this and maybe listening to it in the background while you're going through the Extreme program, I think it can be helpful. You know, I've come a long way in this game, even since I started this podcast, since I got my monitor for the first time, since I started playing. I've made World Series now two seasons in a row. You know, I'm not the authority on MLB The Show. I don't claim to be. There are so many other professional content creators on YouTube and Twitch who are the best. And they're the authorities on this game. I'm not trying to be one. I'm not claiming I am. But I'm just telling you what worked for me. And I completed the Extreme program in probably 12 hours of gameplay. So I promise you, if you just give these a shot... They can help you out. If they don't work for you, I'm sorry, but give it a try. You know, if you're struggling through these through these moments or these showdowns or conquests, what do you have to lose? Give it a shot. Remember, be patient. Pick your pitch and listen to the show, the podcast. My name is Kenny, and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at The Show, The Pod for opinions, updates, and so much more. Become a patron at patreon.com slash the show, the podcast to support the show. For $5 a month, you'll get exclusive access to bonus interviews with MLB The Show content creators. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus interviews plus the chance to play me in an online friendly each month you're a member. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'll see you at Ship It.